This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Wednesday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just testify on Capitol Hill. Check it out. Hunter Biden wrapping things up with the House. Hunter's a dirtbag. A lot of people feel that way. We'll get to it as details emerge. Right now we're watching AOC speak on your television. AOC is a dope. Is she ever? But we'll get to just about everybody in Congress. And we'll, of course, talk about last night's results out in Michigan, where the good news is Biden won. Uh, The bad news is... Biden won. We have a president that is clearly not all there. President over at Walter Reed this morning for his annual physical. We're going to get results on that shortly. Uh, But Biden does remain competent. He tells everybody behind closed doors he's going to beat Abraham Lincoln. Uh, So we'll see how that works out. 888-788-9910 if you want a part of today's show. It is also the phone number if you don't want a part of today's show. You suck. Yeah, jackass. No, you could call in. You could heckle. We don't care. It's a talk show. It's old school. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No man. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. You can be a Libertarian. You can be an Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a <laughs> Boom. There it is. Happy Wednesday. What a fine Wednesday it is. You can tell the champ's in a chippy mood. I came in uh, to New York today. I usually drive in in the morning. I come about 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning. I like to get my writing done in my office. But uh, today uh, I slept late, woke up at 6, took the train. Uh, and as you can tell, I'm like I'm too peppy. So you guys might have to talk me down a little bit. It's going to be a, a very hopped up version of Jimmy. I'm going full Kamala like Woody the Woodpecker. With... <laughs> I don't know why. It's not good. Uh, but here's the thing. Okay, we're going to get to the Hunter stuff. We don't have a hell of a whole lot of detail to share because we're being told uh, that they've just concluded. They're starting to share, you know, limited details of the deposition. But the reason this was a meaningful deposition is because this is a nuts and bolts. And what I mean by that is it's not the public show hearing where everybody gets five minutes and they interrupt each other and fight for soundbite supremacy on cable news. This is just a what did you know? When did you know it? Okay, the follow up to this testimony would ultimately be a public hearing where based on today's data, they'd be able to ask critical questions. Are you the big man, Joe? Um, By all accounts, it would appear that he is. But we're not there yet. Uh, The Biden news we have to share in this hour is that he did win last night in Michigan. However, undecided, okay, in Dearborn, Michigan, which is the most consequential, I think people would argue, precinct in the state of the swing state of Michigan, Dearborn, and of course, Wayne County outside of Detroit, uh, Biden got his ass handed to him 
because of the Gaza situation, okay, with 75% of the vote in, undecided, undecided was beating Biden in Dearborn, Michigan. Come on, man. And what that represents is the protest vote. These people are not, believe me, believe me, they're not Trump voters, okay? If you think Biden is supportive of Israel, like Trump created the Abraham Accords, Trump actually moved the capital of Israel to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv in something that the world said was going to lead to the end of times. Wrong. What it led to was the normalization of relations with six Arabic nations and Israel. We had far more stability in the Middle East under Trump because he was unequivocally supporting Israel. Biden's support for Israel publicly, okay, started out as strong, But he's quickly been weighed down by the politics of his party, many of whom support Hamas. If you remember, the White House had that 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 letter, the memo drafted by White House interns who wanted to protest the White House's actions in Israel. Shut up. Will you shut up? For real. Okay, that's one of those moments where you realize Facebook needs a button called who asked you? Okay, but in the Biden White House, in the current Democratic Party where they are partial towards the woke ideology of hurt feelings and all of the language they use to describe Gaza. You know, it's an open-air prison what they're doing over there. (laughs) That's not even close. Number one. Number two, they voted for Hamas. Number three, they're like, oh, they're terrible. They, they're, it's, it's, it's Islamophobia. They're committing a Muslim genocide. <laughs> okay, Israel doesn't have a problem with Muslims. They have a problem with terrorists. That's true. That is true. And how can I make that claim? Because there are two million Muslims living in Israel. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Okay, do you understand? If they was just all about getting Muslims, okay, they're not climbing over the wall to take on the dirtbags in Gaza. This is about retaliation. And the people who support Hamas support the extermination of all Jewish people. That is not the type of thing you can waver in your support when it comes to Israel. But you understand people on the left, the Rashida Tlaibs of the world, who drove this undecided turnout in Dearborn, Michigan, they have a strong voice in the huddle in the Democratic Party. So she's out there encouraging people to vote undecided just to show their support for Hamas. It's people with a dirty mind that think like but that. But that's the bigger problem in the general. You understand, when it comes to Trump, when it comes to Biden, okay, they've both got a lot of legal issues. They're both in their late hundreds. Does Trump seem a little sharper than Biden? Yes. But at the end of Trump's next term, he would technically be the same age that Joe Biden is right now. That can't be good. Now, it could be fine. I mean, everybody ages differently. It's not about the number. It's about the condition you happen to find yourself in. But the fact remains, when you're comparing and contrasting between Trump and Biden, yes, we are in a watershed moment where Trump's favorability rating is above water for the first time in about five years. Biden's is 11 points underwater. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Think about that. He's 11 points unfavorable. Trump, for the first time in forever, is three points favorable, which never happens. Okay, but it's happening now because there's an immediate contrast between a Biden administration and a Trump administration. Here's a story we're going to get to later in the show today with Sean Duffy. Okay, under Joe Biden, the average American family spends an extra six hundred and five dollars a month on groceries because of inflation. Six hundred and five dollars a month this month is the average. 
Okay, if you take it back a full three years to when inflation started, the average American family is spending a thousand and nineteen dollars extra a month because of this White House's policies. Biden sucks. Think about that. So when you start yelling and screaming on cable news, all oh, racism, a Trump, a that is a lie. But listen, they mean it. They're committed to it. But the only people who respond. OK, to the assertion that Trump is a racist are woke white people. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. OK, minorities are flocking to Trump now. Biden's hemorrhaging massive support with black voters and Latino voters because they see how their communities have been compromised by this immigration policy. OK, they see how this administration is letting their neighborhoods go to hell, their border get overrun. Yet they're outsourcing every extra tax dollar we have to Ukraine. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. So Biden was already historically unpopular. He was already handling you a massive increase in your average grocery bill. Your community likely, okay, being strapped with extra migrant obligations. We're going to get to a story out in Denver where they're laying off city workers to pay for migrants. That's what's going on. City workers, they're like, they're not they're not layoffs. We're just reducing their hours to zero. Come on, don't bullshit me. No hours means no pay. Okay, so if you're reducing your hours to zero, you're laying them off. That is correct. It's insane. Okay, but understand, this is what you're finding after last night's Michigan primary. Trump got more votes last night than all of the Democrats combined. And the media can try to suppress his popularity. But what we're finding ourselves living in is the movie Lean on Me. Do you remember the movie Lean on Me where Morgan Freeman plays Joe Clark? And Joe Clark is going into a drug-riddled inner city school with high crime rates, low class attendance, low literacy rates. Nobody has any self-respect. The school's a mess. It's on the verge of losing its federal funding because it's a disaster and they haven't been able to maintain order. They turned that school around by letting Joe Clark loose with a bullhorn, and he was nuts, yelling at kids, screaming at teachers, demanding progress, forcing people to have self-respect. The world right now is in the same dilapidated state because of the weakness we've shown in the White House, and we constantly feel like we're on the brink of a full-blown societal collapse. When cities are laying off municipal workers to paper people who broke the law to get into this country— Okay, that's not sustainable. When veterans in the country are homeless, people who fought for the country are on the streets, but the people who broke the law and snuck in illegally are in the hotel suites. That is not a sustainable recipe for national and international dominance. We're supposed to be the shiny city on the hill. Biden has turned us into a fixer upper on HGTV. And if it requires a Joe Clark moment, which is what a lot of people seem to think, there's a moment coming this summer that I don't think a lot of people on the left are ready for because they're having a different conversation than the rest of us. They're having a, hey, Trump's a racist, January 6th, white supremacy. The rest of us are having a, hey, I just got robbed by a guy in a moped. Not that there was money in my wallet anyway because the price of groceries is so high. Okay, there's two worlds. This is what I learned in the summer of 2016 when everybody was so shocked by the outcome of the 2016 election. And you remember... Everybody, every bookmaker in Vegas, okay, every cable news pundit, including the ones on this channel, okay, every Hollywood star, every blogger, every vlogger, every influencer, every celebrity, every athlete, every single one of them 
thought Hillary would win the election. And they based that on their analysis of the political world, of the cable news world, instead of the real world. In the real world, it's a different priority. And what I mean by that is in the summer of 2016, what did they say? Oh, the tweets are crazy. He just called Rosie O'Donnell a land whale. I, did you hear what he said about Rosie O'Donnell? I mean, man, oh boy. Uh, There's a slob. There's a real slob. Oh, God, well, come on. Can't have this guy in the Oval Office. He just insulted Saturday Night Live. We can't have a president. Okay, and those were the things they were saying. He wants to build a wall. We can't have a president secure the border. Never mind that Democrats voted for a border wall under Barack Obama. And, of course, they voted for it when George W. Bush brought it up as well. I played you a clip yesterday of Bill Clinton at the 1995 State of the Union extolling on the virtues of enhanced border security. Every Democrat knew this to be true. Here's the clip, clip 24. Our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. There you go. That was 1995 Bill Clinton. Okay, just if you can tell he's talking kind of fast because he had a date after the speech. This is not okay. But every Democrat in the room stood and cheered because political opposition had a basic decency. Okay, securing the border, prioritizing American citizens, prioritizing legal migrants. That's something everybody knows is the actual truth of what we're supposed to be doing. Every Republican knows it. Every Democrat knows it. The Democrats abandoned the truth because it became politically expedient to do so. Let's demonize walls. They're bad. Let's demonize border security. We don't like Trump's language. Listen, I don't like Trump's language either. But you know what I like less than Trump's language? Joggers being killed by illegal aliens with violent arrest records that shouldn't be in the country. You know what I like less than Trump's language? A two-year-old getting killed by a migrant like they did yesterday. What the Democrats don't understand is the policies that they support don't affect them because they don't live in the real world. When your grocery bill goes up $1,019 in a single month, that's the real world, you dig? When you watch this horrific story of Lake and Riley get killed on the Georgia campus, that's the real world they've created. So when you hear something like Trump's winning all the swing states, Trump got more votes than every Democrat combined. All that means is, yeah, Biden's still sort of popular on TV. Okay, he's still hanging in there in the polls and the talking head class on MSNBC and CNN. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. Not in the real world, they ain't. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... 
Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Pretty newsy day on Fox Across America. We are just receiving word from the Associated Press. They are reporting that Mitch McConnell is stepping down as the GOP leader in the Senate. Get him out of here. Get him out. Curiously, McConnell had not endorsed Trump uh, in this primary process yet. Uh, He was asked about that yesterday. We can play the clip, but I just wanted to update the news that we're giving you. Uh, We have not been given a reason as to why he's stepping down or when. Obviously, we hope it is not health-related. But here is McConnell asked yesterday on Capitol Hill, clip 17. Over the weekend, Senator Thune came out and he endorsed Trump. The other lieutenants have endorsed Trump. Why are you holding out and endorsing your likely nominee? I don't have any announcement about that today. Well, he has no announcement on that today. I don't know if it's because he was, in fact, stepping down. Uh, I don't, you know, we don't have an actual physical update for Mitch McConnell, other than obviously you wish people well uh, that are his age and are resigning. You know, you certainly wouldn't want it to be for health reasons. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind the health of the country improves. It's an addition by subtraction moment if, in fact, he leaves the Senate, if only because the reporting we got out of yesterday's closed door meeting is that McConnell told House Leader Mike Johnson Ukraine was the only show in town meaning they were there to, to negotiate, try to avert another government shutdown, and in terms of funding a, a CR, a continuing resolution, as they call it, Mike Johnson in the House of Representatives wants to secure the southern border and wants that funding spent immediately. Okay, Mitch McConnell reportedly told him, no, we're doing Ukraine first. That's just how white folks will do you. Not only is it how you do what's how politicians will do you, to be technical, But it's also everything that's wrong with the leadership class in Washington. So Mitch McConnell's health, I absolutely positively wish the guy the best. Uh, But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I was a little happy that he's going uh, on the political side of this. If only because, listen, I do not support Vladimir Putin. I don't want him running roughshod in Europe. But at the same time, there are 8 million people in my country illegally right now. And it's really hard for me to square as someone who drove a cab for a long time and understands just how much you struggle at the bottom end of the ladder in this country. It's really hard for me to square a government spending $95 billion in foreign aid and saying the aid for the people in this country will have to wait. Okay, I I can't abide. I just can't. Okay, knowing what it's like to struggle, you know, both, you know, in the taxi and as a radio host, have you heard the last five minutes of this break since we came back from commercial? You gotta do better than that. I will. In the next break, we'll have more updates on McConnell. And uh, we're going to get into, sadly, a disheartening report about migrant crime uh, that no one should be happy with. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Mitch McConnell is speaking on the Senate floor about his impending uh, resignation as the Senate GOP leader. Uh, It sounds like he's going to stay on to the conclusion of the election uh, and then depart in November. So long story short, 
He just doesn't want to work with Trump again. Bingo. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But here's McConnell live in his own words. We go to the Senate chamber. That was it. That was the plan. If you would have told me 40 years later that I would stand before you as the longest serving Senate leader in American history, frankly, I would have thought you'd lost your mind. I have the honor of representing Kentucky and the Senate longer than anyone else in our state's history. I just never could have imagined, never could have imagined that happening when I arrived here in 1984 at 42. I'm filled with heartfelt gratitude and humility for the opportunity. But now it's 2024. I'm now 82. As Ecclesiastes tells us, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. To serve Kentucky in the Senate has been the honor of my life. To lead my Republican colleagues has been the highest privilege. So this is Mitch McConnell in the Senate chamber quoting the Bible right now. Uh, and explaining that he is stepping down because he's the longest-serving GOP Senate leader uh, in history. It's been 40 years that he's been in the Senate serving Kentucky. Here's more McConnell. Hold on. I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job my colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. I'll finish the job the people of Kentucky hired me to do as well, albeit from a different seat. And I'm actually looking forward to that. So it's time for me to think about another season. I love the Senate. It's been my life. There may be more distinguished members of this body throughout our history, but I doubt there were any with any more admiration for the Senate. After all this time, I still got a thrill walking into the Capitol, and especially on this venerable floor, knowing that we, each of us, have the honor to represent our states and do the important work of our country. So there you go. That's Mitch McConnell. He's speaking on the Senate floor right now, talking about doing the important work of our country, which apparently involves sending $95 billion to Ukraine, but nothing uh, for our current southern border. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I don't know. (laughs) I just... Listen, I'm I'm happy to hear this announcement didn't seem to come with any like bad health diagnosis or anything like that. I'm very thankful for that in this moment. But I have really had an issue with McConnell's leadership in the Senate the last couple of years and just Washington writ large. I mean, I think one of the reasons you're seeing so much support for Trump in the polls right now is people just hate Washington. Like the reason he won in 2016 is because the establishment class had sold out jobs and sold us into countless foreign wars. 
And we felt like we weren't the priority. People really felt like they weren't being heard. When Trump showed up saying things like, hey, how about we get some jobs? How about we secure the border? People were like, yeah, hell yeah, exactly. Yeah, America. Oh, wow, I'd love to root for America. And it often feels like the leadership class here doesn't. And it's not that they're anti-American. I'm not one of those, you know, it's a lot of guys get on the radio and tell you they're just trying to destroy the country. I don't believe that. I just believe they have you know, a different means to an end than we do. They think the climate is the answer to all of our problems. Uh, There's a word for people who disagree with them. Uh, They're called intelligent. Uh, The climate thing is a scam. (laughs) Apple just whacked its electric car because despite all the subsidies coming out of Washington, the consumer demand isn't there for the electric vehicles. So when they started throwing legislation around in places like California, saying by 2035, we're going to be driving all electric vehicles. You can give us all the subsidies in the world. If people don't buy the cars, you can't convert to all electric vehicles. And that's where we find ourselves now. I'm not associating Mitch McConnell with that. I'm just talking to the fact that it often seems seems like Washington has a different set of priorities than the people who send them there. And Mitch McConnell resigning as the GOP minority leader in the Senate, okay, happens at a time when his approval rating, I believe, I believe, is in the lowest single digits allowable by law, meaning 10. I think he's at 10 or 11 percent approval rating right now. So anytime a guy steps aside who's literally polling at 10 percent, I mean, that's that's not much higher than the percent milk you're drinking right now as you listen to this. Anytime you're polling on par with the milk we consume, it's probably time for you to go. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So happy to see Mitch McConnell go. I'm happy to see anybody go who is trying to pass Ukraine aid before aid for our southern border. Okay, I understand we can't support what Vladimir Putin's doing. We can't stand by and let it happen. Okay, and we did sign a Budapest memorandum in 1994 that said if they gave up their nukes, we would be there to defend them. Okay, I understand that is a priority, but there's no reason that you can't do both at the same time. You know, this idea that America keeps needing to take a backseat to interests 10,000 miles away really doesn't float with people. Like if you ran for office right now, okay, and I'm going to fund Ukraine, you get about three votes. Like seriously, there's a reason – At every single one of these political rallies, none of the general election candidates is talking about Ukraine. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. And that's how you know the leadership class has a different set of priorities than the rank and file. Okay, they're not out there. Okay, they're not doing it. When Tim Scott was in, when when DeSantis was in, when Nikki Haley was in, when Chris Christie was in. Okay, actually, Nikki Haley's still in. Uh, No one told her she's out. She is technically still in. But the point is, okay, there's a reason none of them show up to the rally and open with Ukraine. Am I right, you guys? If you said that, they'd be like, such an idiot. (laughs) Just get out of here. We don't care. Okay, we're dealing with a record level of illegal immigration that's spiking crime everywhere. Okay, and they're still more concerned about the political cost than the personal cost than the human cost. Here's the mayor of Athens, Georgia, Kelly Gertz, and is talking about how they're going to respond to this murder on the University of Georgia campus and trying to say it has everything to do with Trump's rhetoric back in 2019. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, two things. Migrants aren't coming here because of Trump's rhetoric. They're coming in because they're getting in. You are 
correction. Okay, migrants aren't killing people because of Trump's rhetoric. They're killing people because we're not throwing them in jail. You are correction. This guy was arrested for a violent crime in New York, but was let go immediately because of woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to And they couldn't even put in a file with ICE because the guy was out of the system just as quick as he got in, at which point alerting ICE wouldn't even hold any value because they'd already lost custody of the perp. I mean, dude. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. But here is Kelly Gertz in that moment still trying to score the political point. A girl was just killed on a college campus going out for a jog. Oh, but Trump, am I right, you guys? I mean, it's disgusting. Listen to this clip. I want to say that we center our work here in athens Clark County in people's humanity. And part of everybody's humanity is the expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had... President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. This is an invasion! <laughs> what a loser. Go right. Oh, you don't forget. I mean, we got Donald Trump's rhetoric. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Can you imagine? And let me be very clear. Okay, it is an invasion that you're paying for because your taxpayer dollars fund these NGOs. NGOs. I am not the guy. I'm not the guy. Okay, who comes on the air and tells you he has no empathy for these people? They're breaking their law, our laws. Okay, that should be who I am. Okay, because they're breaking our laws. They don't deserve to come into our country on our dollar. They're telling us on day one they don't respect the law. Here's a newsflash. If they don't respect the law day one, they're not going to respect the law on day 10, day 20, day 50, or day 2000. I think he's got a point. Okay, they're breaking the law to come into the country. We're paying for it, okay, with taxpayer dollars. We've created a $2 billion humanitarian crisis at the southern border that has led to a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths and a record level of child sex trafficking. That's going on right now. Do you understand? It's disgusting. It's a real dereliction of duty by this administration when it comes to their obligation to protect the taxpaying citizens of this country. It flat out is. That being said, if I was a migrant family, I would break the law to get in here. If I knew they were letting me in, why wouldn't you? We live in the you know land of opportunity. Despite what they're doing to the place, it is the greatest source of good the world has ever known. The spectacular pros- you know possibilities of life in this country, the upward mobility afforded to every one of us is why they're risking their lives to come here. I get it. I get wanting to come here. I wish Democrats were more honest about that. They want you to believe it's a racist, intolerant hellhole, yet every minority in the world is trying to get in. What does that actually tell you? Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Okay, and again, I have empathy for people who want to make a better life for themselves. I'm never going to be the guy who gets on the air and says we don't need immigrants. Country's built on immigration. The point is we're trying to have people come here legally, safer for them, safer for us. Okay, what's going on right now is an invasion. We're letting people in. They break the law. They come in illegally. Okay, and we just flat let them in. All right. I'm going to throw you on a bus to go live with whoever you want. There's going to be an asylum case in three years. Actually, all right, the line's too big. It's going to be an asylum case in five years. And you better show up to that asylum case because if we find out your asylum case isn't granted in five years, 
uh, we're going to do absolutely nothing because we don't deport people in this country anymore. That's why we have the problem we have. Okay, the Remain in Mexico policy, which Biden repealed on his very first day in office, by the way. I don't remember that ever happening. But he did it with an executive order. That was their reaction to their own manufactured hysteria that securing our southern border was somehow racist. That's what that was. Political theater. Democrats voted for a wall under Trump. They voted for a wall under, uh, excuse me, they voted for a wall under Obama. They voted for a wall under George W. Bush. They supported a wall. When Trump came down the escalator and said, build a wall, they're like, oh, my God. This is politics as usual. Totally. Okay, but it was political theater at the expense of us, of us. People are dying because of the border. People are dying because of the, they are dying. Okay. Sorry to drag down the mood, but that's the reality of what's going on with these policies. But understand, okay, when they got out there, okay, like the mayor did last night in Athens. Oh, the Trump rhetoric. Bop, bop, shut your fat face. Okay, because understand, in this moment, it's the policies they repealed that caused the problem. Remain in Mexico meant if you're apprehended at our southern border, Okay, you are forced to remain in Mexico. Okay, why is that significant? Because number one, the average person is not going to come a thousand miles to the United States border if they know they can't get in for three to five years. That's a long wait. Think about how impatient you get at the post office when the guy, oh, I got to mail one more thing. And you're like, oh, get rid of this guy. Now imagine it's the wait's five years. Okay, you're not waiting. Okay, number one. But the bigger point is the remain in Mexico policy which means people at our border won't come in if they're apprehended, okay, means Mexico won't let them into their country because here's a newsflash, they don't want them either. Oh, wow. So remain in Mexico gives you a wall by the name of Mexico, thousands of miles of Mexico because they police their own southern border because they don't want the people in their country. Okay, and what does that do to our southern border in terms of our ability to apprehend illegal border crossers, drug smugglers, and child sex traffickers? It takes the Border Patrol that's currently doing paperwork to process and relocate 8 million people, and it eliminates all of that, all of that. And now they're just at the border apprehending people and going, Mexico's that way. Little pat on the butt, and away they go. That's how it works. You know the old adage, defense wins championships? Well, we have our defense doing paperwork right now. They're not playing defense. They're not on the field at the southern border like the Steel Curtain. It's not mean Joe Green tackling people, stopping them short of the goal line. We're now waving them into the country, and everybody who should be stopping people is now sitting in a cubicle processing paperwork so they can relocate them to another part of the country. That's why we're in the situation we're in. It's not rhetoric. It's not Trump. It's not walls. It's that we have a leadership class in Washington. You have no idea how to defend a nation. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Letting the Blink 182 roll. It's 
Wednesday. You live in America. You're doing all right. Might be having a rough morning. I'm all hopped up. I've been very worked up on the... My goodness, have you listened to the beginning of the show today? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This is such a loose, stupid show. It's goofy. World's on fire with roasted marshmallows. That's the hook. But I can't talk about the border anymore. It drives me nuts. I have a kid, man. And if you got a kid, oh, man. You're, just, you're, in a, you're raising them in a totally different era. Okay, we were talking about this today. Just in, I live in New York. Lincoln wants to ride his bike before school. He's a, one of his new workout regimen. Lincoln's into all these. He's 15. He's in shape. He's lifting weights. He's getting ready for football season. He wanted to get up uh, before school today because they had some event before school. So he wanted to get up and go ride his bike around New York at 5 in the morning. I had to tell him no. And Lincoln's, you know, like 6'5". He's like 240. The kid's in shape. I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he can take me in a fight if we're... Shut your mouth. But the point is... I was like, nah, you probably just don't. Don't bother. Don't be out at this hour. We just have so much dumb, stupid crime right now, you know, and there's so much. I mean, where I'm at in New York, okay, this is the reality of the migrant situation right now. Okay, there are three million people that came into the country last year that are unaccounted for, meaning they were processed by the feds, but we just don't know where they are. How is that a thing? How is that okay? How is that acceptable? How are you renting, I don't know, an apartment? How are you making a living, okay, if you don't actually have any legal processing in this country? That's the biggest part of the problem is that we don't actually maintain control of our border, which means we don't have full control of our population in the sense that they're present and accounted for. So it's hard as a parent to just sit here and be like, yeah, this is great. We'll, you know, we'll do the border when we do the border. Let's get some Ukraine funding up first. It's bananas. Okay, and that's why you focus on the things that get your Uncle Jimmy all worked up on the radio. We'll try to tone it down, do some politics in the next hour on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. we got a big hour coming up on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this show. Uh, Byron Donald, superstar congressman from the great state of Florida, scheduled to be a part of the show in this hour. He is currently uh, behind closed doors, or at least he was a minute ago, talking about Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. But he is now uh, emerging. He is above ground. Uh, And we're going to chat with him here in a minute. 888-788-9910 if you want to sing back up. Uh, to the lead singer in this hour who joins us now, uh, Byron Donald's in the house. Yo, BD. Jimmy Fallon, how are you, my friend? Better now, man. Uh, you know, you're always, always good for morale to have you on. Uh, I understand you were uh, doing the people's business in Washington. Yes, it's a interesting day today. It's the <laughs> Hunter Biden deposition is going on as we speak. Yeah, so how does that work? Do you guys have to wear hazmat suits to talk about that laptop? Well, actually, the truth is is that we're not allowed to discuss anything until the transcript's released. Fair. Mm-hmm. So all I'll say is that you don't need a hazmat suit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, was, I was wondering if uh, Gucci made a hazmat suit for you and Wesley Hunt. I just wasn't sure. 
But no, uh, just for Wesley, that's how he dresses. He he wears all that Gucci stuff all the time. Yo, I'm simple, Jimmy. I'm a simple dude. No, no, you out. I had this talk with Hunt the other day. So he's on a slippery slope because you dress like you're cool, but he's somewhere between cool and like the Las Vegas Strip. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> He he's like Liberace Hunt, like he's going in a very blingy direction, and you know this. You grew up with friends. Oh, that's hundred percent. Yes, bling is a slippery slope because you're one second away from Mr. T. I mean, I never thought about using Liberace, but now I'm gonna have to call him that on the floor when I see him. <laughs> I mean, Wesley, you know, Wesley, man. I, I, I think I said to him one time, I was like, man, you know, you've now made a standard that you can never like step down from. <laughs> He's like, you can never step down from this. I think we were at the Iowa State Fair. Uh-huh. The man was in a full three-piece suit with, <laughs> with with the loafers, with the watch, with the tie, with the cufflinks. <laughs> I'm like, brother, we are at the State Fair. Like, you know, <laughs> it's okay, man. He was like, this is what I do. He's like, this is me. You know, yeah. I'm consistent. Yeah. He is. Guys, guys eating a deep-fried Milky Way in a three-piece suit at the at the fair. That's great. So actually, you want to so you want to know the truth though about the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. So we land and we're stumping for Trump, mm-hmm. and uh, they go all the team. They go, okay, whatever you do, do not eat a corn dog. Do not eat uh-huh. like the deep fried Milky Way because you don't want pictures of you eating the thing and yeah. it goes over the internet. And you know, uh-huh. it's just not bad a good look. look, especially for a guy. It's a mm-hmm. bad look. But it's a bad look overall, but especially for a guy. Yeah, defense wins championships. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. <laughs> it's a different world. Well, all right. Listen, if we're going to talk about defense, I got to get get into the border with you for a second. Uh, yeah. This is so bananas. But would you not say uh, I think Trump's, you know, the fact that he has the appeal that he does in the general, there's a multitude of reasons why we would both agree he's better than Biden. But I think the border is starting to emerge as a real driving force in this thing. No. Oh, yeah, it is big time. I think people realize uh, first that this is this cannot continue. Two, people are now real, having real questions about what are we going to do with all these people who are here. And three, they all know that Joe Biden is the one that broke it. Like it's He's the one that did it. As much as he tries to blame MAGA Republicans or whatever the other uh, mm-hmm. uh, slogan they want to throw out there, mm-hmm. Joe Biden's the one that did this. It, the, his signature on the executive orders that changed all border security policies. You got the migrants showing up at the southern border saying, hey, yeah, Joe Biden let us in. That's what that is exactly what was happening. They were the ones showing up in Biden Harris T-shirts ready for the next rally. I mean, they only needed 50 of them for a Biden <laughs> rally. But, you know, so like the reality is, is that he broke it. And now you have a situation where it's now cross party. It's not about parties anymore. Democrats want a secure border. I think the polling that just came out, it showed that a majority of Americans now want a border a border wall. Yep. Contrast that with 2016, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Now a majority of Americans want a border wall. You have black Americans talking about, are we going to deport people and send them back home? Yeah. This is what's happened in America. Well, well, that's where I think the left is about to learn a harsh lesson. If you just joined us talking to Byron Donald from the 19th Congressional District of Florida, I think the left's going to learn a hard lesson because a lot of the talking heads on TV on rival networks are just sitting around yelling racist. And But the racism thing only works with woke white people. I don't actually think people who live in inner cities care about Trump rhetoric at this point. I think they care about the you know quality of life decline they're witnessing because of the border. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Look, it was a, it was a cool little approach that they tried when President Trump was in charge and running the, and running the show. Mm-hmm. But he's not president now. Yeah, he's he's complaining about it like everybody else is. He's upset with 
what's happened to the country. And now they're still trying to go down this road of, oh, but look what he said. Man, people are like, man, to heck with what, what he said. What's going on with the Joker in the White House right now? At least Trump had this thing under control. This guy, Joe Biden's an absolute moron. I'm telling you, Jimmy, that is the conversation happening on streets all across America. Straight up. And no, I agree with you. Because the thing I was just talking to yesterday in my old taxi garage, Okay, my taxi garage used to be in Manhattan. It moved out into Queens now. But I was talking to the guy who ran it yesterday, and he's like, man, you got to see it. He's like, you know, it's basically like a MAGA rally, but there's no, there's no one from America in the garage. It's all migrants who came here legally who are so mad because if you came here legally, I mean, think of the size of the middle finger they're giving to people who try to come here legally right now. Hundred percent. And so you're if you came here legally, you went through the process and the process is a hard one. Mm-hmm. But guess what, Jimmy? You move into our country, it should be a hard process. It's not supposed to be easy. Jimmy, that's like you having a bedroom in your house that you want to sublease. You just don't open the door and say, <laughs> Hey, for, you know, whoever comes in first gets it. Yeah. Nah, man, it's an application. You gotta have a security deposit. Jimmy, I know you checking people credit. I know that because <laughs> you want to make sure you get paid. But this is this, this is the facts of life life. These Democrats are so crazy when it comes to this. And the people, like you said, who are most pissed off are the people who went through the process. They came through here legally. They paid the money. They did all the work. And then just to watch people just show up on the streets of New York and then they get in money. Yeah. And they're staying in hotel rooms? Oh, no. And yeah. nobody's, supportive. nobody's supportive of this except, like you said, unless you're an a ultra-liberal uh, white college student with a postgraduate degree from the Ivies. Then you think this thing is great because yep. you're staring at the streets from your high-rise apartment. You're not out on the ground having to deal with this stuff day in and day out. Yeah, straight up, because I can tell you right now, there's a lot of confusion. A lot of the migrants that are getting relocated to New York, they get off the bus on 46th Street, and they think they've already been deported. They're like, what the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> what <just laughs> oh my God. That was a, that was oh, a quick ride oh. back to Caracas. Wow. Why, why just do that to Midtown, man? Hey, come on, Jimmy. Come on now. Mid, mid, yo, I know, but Midtown's looking bad, though, Jimmy. It's looking real bad. Yo, it's rough. The most popular uh, restaurant chain in Midtown is this hot new place called This Space for Rent. Uh, it is sad, man. And uh, that, that's, that's the Roosevelt Hotel. Like, the Roosevelt Hotel, okay, which is like two blocks from Fox headquarters, that yeah. used to be the mobile command center. Like, we'd go over to that bar and just kind of hang out because it's a hotel bar, so it's a pretty relaxed atmosphere. But you can't right. get in now because it's a migrant hotel. So that was like a hot spot. Like, I put, up some, I put up some numbers at that hotel in the 90s, and now I can't even go by. It's, it's not right. You- do you think they could fill the bar if they did, like, nickel beers? <laughs> There's a problem with nickel beers. If you went to one of those colleges, I know you went to FSU. Okay, nickel beer night sounds cheap, but you do pay for it later. Oh, you pay for it in many ways. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, <laughs> Jimmy, it ain't the $6 you spent on beer, let no, me tell you that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. But this is the takeaway. And listening to you speak about the border and about the city and everything else, just one other serious thing. It, I think what the Democrats have lost touch with is everything they're pushing right now screws over the people who did things right. Like when you talk about student loan forgiveness, it's screwing yeah. over the people who did the right thing, who either took out loans and paid them off on their own or didn't take out these loans to begin with but are now being asked to subsidize the paying off of those loans. I mean, isn't that the ultimate indictment of this administration is that every Everything they're pushing screws over the guy doing the right thing. Man, Jimmy, let me tell you. So I'm one of those people, my wife and I, we paid off our student loans. Mm -hmm. 
man, I'm so mad right now. Look, I'm obviously I'm a member of Congress. I don't want this to happen. This should never occur. But, man, I'm pissed off. You kidding me? This joker comes in here and starts forgiving loans. I just paid them all off, and then you just forgiving the stuff? Yeah. And, then, and, look, and the commentary I heard, and this is very accurate, to be blunt, and look, I'm sorry. If you went to college and you paid $90,000 for a bachelor's degree in humanities and you're wondering why things didn't work out, it's because you got a bad degree, and your college or university sold you a bill of goods that was not reality. And I'm sorry about that. But – that doesn't mean it's not everybody else's responsibility. I didn't sit in them classrooms. Yeah. I didn't take gender studies, you know, at, at Brown University or whatever it is. I didn't make those decisions. So now why am I having to pay for it? Yeah. Then you have the citizens who, you know, these guys just work hard. They didn't go to college. They made something of themselves. They started a small business. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in a union. You know, they're plumbers. They're electricians, whatever. Yeah. They didn't go to college. You know, they yeah. went out and just started making money and did something for themselves, and now they're paying for their for their uh, for their nephew who has a degree that he can't utilize because he's a barista somewhere. <laughs> no, nah, Jimmy, this thing is not working. It's pissing people off. But again, these progressive policies they sound good when you give a speech. It makes everybody feel all like, oh man, that's great. We're going to be looking out for one another. Mm -hmm. But when the reality hits, man, people are going to get pissed off because at the end, as much as the left likes to talk about fairness and equity, the stuff that they want to do is not fair, and it is not equitable. It takes advantage of people, and that's why so many Americans are pissed off with Joe Biden. Yep, spot on, man. I think it's going to be a rough fall. I do. Uh, no matter who they throw on the ticket, because you can't stand behind this stuff. You just That's what it is. I mean, when you talk about student loan yeah. forgiveness, it's like you're basically, okay, you're getting charged for a loan you didn't take out. Imagine getting a bill in the mail from Chili's for a meal you didn't eat. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is yeah. sending. No one is sending back a check unless somebody throws in like a southwestern egg roll or something. But we're not even getting the southwestern egg roll. Oh, 100 percent, man. I mean, this student loan thing, you know, it's like, Jimmy, yeah. it's like when you wanted to go date a girl and she goes, hey, can my friends come? What? I'm not dating them. Where's their boyfriend? I ain't dating them. I'm not paying for your friends, sis. Oh, then you don't love me. Are you crazy? This is how dumb this stuff is. You cannot rob Peter to pay Paul. You cannot have people pay somebody else's check. Mm -hmm. What you end up breeding is resentment. No. And, I, and I'm concerned for the country when this kind of stuff continues. Yeah. Oh, by the way, do you know Joe Biden basically violated Supreme Court order and he's doing it anyway? Give me that. I don't know. He's just. <laughs> You know, violating the Constitution. I don't know, Jimmy. That sounds like a high crime and misdemeanor to me. Get you him know. out. But what do I know? Well, get him out. Get him out. Listen, man, you brought the fire. Uh, talk to Hunt, though, uh, or as we now call him on the show, Wes Arachi. Uh, he is the Liberace, the Wesley Hunt Arachi. Uh, straighten out Hunt for me when you see him. But this is great as always. You brought the A game, and we appreciate you, brother. All right. See you, Jimmy. My man. The great Byron Donalds. Telling it like it is. Joe Biden. Just an out-and-out out circus clown. When you look at the policies, and I'm going to play you clips, man. I'm going to play you clips of cable news moderators screaming about Trump's racist. This is the most racist thing I've ever heard. I've never in all my years on the force. The left weaponizes race. Whenever they're losing an argument. But I'm just going to make this point. There's a lot of people who listen to me. 
that might be liberal. They might be, you know, swing voters, independents, whatever the case may be. They like listening to the show because it's a pretty loose hang. And they understand that I'm not trying to force an agenda on them because I'm not. I don't want to be in charge of our democracy. If I'm in charge of our democracy, uh, for real, here's a newsflash. We're all screwed. That's true. That is true. Screwed. Okay, I'm a 47-year-old man who plays video games. Okay, I can, you know, go on TV and the radio and kind of sound like I know what I'm doing. Uh, But those are jobs. That's not running the country. But getting past that for a second, no matter who you are and why you listen to me, okay, you have to understand what Byron is talking about in terms of how this democratic approach to society is screwing the people who do things right. Okay, that's just the approach, meaning if the Republicans were taking this approach, I'd be mad about it. I spent the last hour yelling about Mitch McConnell wanting to send money to Ukraine instead of securing the border. He's a Republican. I'm not happy with him. The show knows no bounds when it comes to our criticisms or our enthusiasms. Okay, if a politician does something I support, I don't care what party they belong to. I just want people making good decisions in Washington. But there is this basic, you know, It's almost like a disdain for the people working hard and doing the right thing. You know, when you look at our immigration policy, you've now backed up the legal, the legal immigration process by about five years because there's eight million people who have just cut the line. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. Okay, when you look at student loan forgiveness, you're now handing over the tax burden to people who didn't take out the loans. And oh, by the way. Okay, it keeps the cost of student loans going higher and higher because there's nothing in this bill to address the surging cost of tuition. You're basically just saying to the colleges, charge whatever the hell you want. If some of the kids can't pay for it, we'll pick up the tab. That's what you're doing, at which point the colleges are going to charge more. So the reason I'm going to play you all these clips of cable news anchors just calling Republicans racist is that's what they're down to. Now, I got to be honest with you. There's no deliverable. There's no deliverable. Like when Biden said it was a battle for the soul of our nation. And I said in 2020, how does winning the battle for the soul of the nation pay the bills? How does it secure the border? How does it lower crime? How does it boost education? There was no answer because it's a straw man argument. And that's where they're going on the 2024 election. It's going to be Trump's a racist. His supporters are racist. That's what they're going to tell you. Byron Donald's, he's some kind of a racist. Wolf in sheep's clothing. I don't know. Okay, but that's what we're down to because they don't have anything else they've delivered on. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Khalil is in Katy, Texas, joins us now. Khalil. Yo. My man. Jimmy, what's up? Hey, look here, man. I'll call I'm one to say I'm glad Mitch McConnell is going down, you know, yep. leaving. He's done enough. God knows he's done enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the people of Ukraine are sad right now. The people of America. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah we're ready. Yeah. Uh. Your girl, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley. Oh, no. Come on, man. Really? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no. She might be on no, the show man. tomorrow. So tell me what I should tell. Yeah. Tell me what I should tell her. 
tell her to go ahead and go, man. Yeah. It's over. It's yeah. done. You know, she's making herself look really foolish and childish being up there. And and in my in my opinion, I believe the same people that came um, came to Carrie Lake offering her big money to get out mm-hmm. are the same ones that offered her big money to stay in and keep calling Trump names. Wow. We're not going to win if we're divided. She needs to go ahead, accept the fate, her fate, because it, it's already written in the book. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, do what it is, just tell everybody to get behind Trump, and, and press on with pride. And Fair. the last thing, mm-hmm. Byron. If he gives me VP and eventually president, yeah, yeah. look, do not be no get no punk dog like Obama did, man. <laughs> I got some cane corso puppies that you know you can train them. You can have to, you know take them over to Lackland Air Force Base. You got yep. good training over there. Yep. And man, don't have don't have no punk puppy dog. <laughs> I want a real dog out of BD. I'm passing on all of this information to the proper parties. Excellent call, Khalil. Take a bow. Khalil deserves a real dog in the White House. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Doing the dang thing in New York, but I am hitting the road Friday. Opening night of the Everybody Calm Down Tour. If you don't have tickets, foxacrossamerica.com is where they're on sale. Uh, You can, of course, hit up local box offices and Ticketmaster and everything in between. Uh, Today is, of course, pre-sale day. Uh, If you want to come see me down in Orlando, uh, May the 12th, that is Mother's Day. I am at the Plaza Live. Uh, I have not announced this, not on TV. It has not been announced on social media. This is a radio exclusive because you guys built my career, okay? I started on 27 radio stations. We're on like 160, and now we have our own TV show, and we're selling out theaters around the country. I have a New York Times bestselling book. None of that is possible. None of it were it not for the growth of this show. So you guys are very much the MVPs, and for that reason, you have the highest security clearance in the administration. So if you want to see me in Orlando, May the 12th, it is Mother's Day. Uh, You might see my mom there. You'll probably see Jenny Fallon there, at the very least. Okay, those tickets are on sale today, pre-sale. It is Jimmy24, just Jimmy24. If you go to the Plaza Live and buy those tickets, you're getting them now ahead of the general public because you're on the inside. Same thing goes for July 5th. We announced the pre-sale was happening today. Uh, That is for the Green Valley Ranch out in Nevada. Oh, girl, a return engagement to the Green Valley Ranch. Jimmy24 will get you a pre-sale on those tickets now before they go on sales with the general public at the end of the week. So who loves you? I do. You know what I'm saying? You know who I don't love in this moment? Who I don't love in this moment? Uh, Bob Costas. Do you remember Bob Costas? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Baseball announcer. One of the best ones ever. Costas and Joe Morgan. Probably as much as I've ever enjoyed postseason baseball in my life was when they were doing it over on NBC. In fact, little footnote to history, I don't know that I've shared on this show, but one of my buddies uh, in the late 90s that I used to pal around with 
was the statistician for Costas. And what that meant was he was the guy who'd sit in the broadcast booth and feed him stats. Oh, the Yankees have swung at five first-pitch strikes or five first-pitch, you know, things like that. And he was in the booth with him. And they do the Kentucky Derby together and other big events that Costas was, was uh, you know, doing play-by-play on. And believe me, uh, Costas is phenomenal. In fact, as crazy as this became, I actually used to get to call into his voicemail as Jimmy from Long Island. They had set up a voicemail where they would accept critiques. This is pre-social media uh, from like trusted sources who were friends of friends who watched the broadcast and had notes reaction to some of the ad libs or jokes they might have told during the broadcast or any type of takeaway because Costas, to his credit, was a consummate professional and wanted to be the best he could be. That is the I mean, nothing makes me hornier. Okay, for real, than someone wanting to be great. What the hell did you just say? I don't mean like sexually attracted. (laughs) I just mean in general, like I am here because whatever you think of me, oh man, I have busted my ass to try to do these jobs well. And it's the advice I give my son every day. The best way to get the job you want is to do the hell out of the job you have. Correct the mundo. Because if you do the job you have well, it's going to create a market for you to move up in the chain. Somebody above you is going to go, you know, this guy is pretty good at the cash register. Maybe we should put him on the fries. Now, oh, this guy is really good at the fries. Maybe he should just run the drive through The next thing you know, you're managing the McDonald's. That's how it works. I mean that. That's great life advice. The easiest way to get the job you want is to do the hell out of the job you have. Okay? Do it. Do it well. Do it with pride. When I hear, you know, the approach some people take, like Bob Costas, okay, to being a better broadcaster, I love that. Emotionally, it turns me on because that's all I want to be. I just want to do good work. Okay? That being said, I don't believe this was Bob Costas' finest work. I'm about to play a clip for you, uh, for you of Costas on CNN. CNN is the worst. Well, they definitely got some home cooking from Senor Bob, who, again, I have no ill will towards. I have immense respect for him as a broadcaster. But this is such an intellectually lazy comment that he throws out at Trump and the Trump supporter. And it really speaks in a lot of ways to just how successful he is, because people who are living in the spectacular prosperity that someone like Bob Costas enjoys. I mean, the height of heights, okay, for a guy who's about four foot seven, okay, is still living at the height of heights. Like, he may not be able to get on a roller coaster at Six Flags, but the guy's doing okay for himself in life. He's Bob Costas, okay? But when you are an elite, when you are living a life of spectacular prosperity, you are immune to what Biden is doing right now, because what Biden is doing doesn't affect you. If the grocery bill for the average American family is a thousand dollars a month higher than it was when Biden took over, that's a disaster. Like if I was a cab driver, think about this. When I was driving a cab, okay, we were Jenny made cloth diapers for Lincoln. We didn't buy diapers. It was too expensive. We were that poor. She made cloth diapers. I married a frontiers woman. Okay, who was stretching a dollar as far as it could possibly go. Okay, I know what it's like to walk around at the bottom of economic prosperity. And I can tell you if someone jacks your grocery bill, a thousand and nineteen dollars a month, people are going to starve. Okay, straight up starve if they were making the kind of money I was making. So that alone, okay, if you're an elite, you don't really penalize Biden for that because your grocery bill go up 5000 a month. You don't care, 
Okay, if your kids go to private school, you don't care that the cities are crowded, okay, because of all the extra migrant students who have come in. You don't feel the brunt of the crime because you don't come and go on mass transit. Okay, and what Costas and people like him don't understand is the people who support Trump don't necessarily co-sign his behavior or every one of his tweets. They might not even love January 6th. Okay, but for the average American, the most shocking thing about January 6th is the cost of groceries the day people storm the Capitol. As shocking as it is to see people barnstorming the Capitol, which you should never do, it's even more shocking to see what the price of eggs was that day. But here is Costas going full Hollywood, baby, full CNN, Trump's the devil, Colts, white supremacy. Get out the bingo card. He's about to hit every number. Clip 49. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits. And it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. That was embarrassing. I mean, seriously, Bob Costas, my God. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Checked every box on the bingo card. Trump, Colt, Fox News. <laughs> but this is a thing in Hollywood, and I'll dissect this line by line. It's a thing that happens to people in Hollywood. They want to be accepted in that society, and they know the easiest way to do it is to identify with them politically. And I don't doubt that Bob Costas might even mean what he says. But again, Bob Costas is living a life that's immune from the toxic impact that Joe Biden's policies have had on our society. Okay, when you talk about someone being emotionally, psychologically, or intellectually fit to be president, okay, can you please spare me a word for this guy? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. I mean, seriously, does this guy sound like he is intellectually or psychologically fit? You know the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, you have to be in the throes of a toxic delusion, a toxic cult to support Donald Trump. What an idiot. OK, for real. I really want you to think about that and how spectacularly out of touch people's emotions are with the facts. Because that's what Bob caught. Look, if I was calling in to his voicemail the way I was in the late 90s, I'd be like, yo, Bob, how about you go yourself? Seriously. If the Bob Costas, who went to Syracuse University and fought his way up into the broadcast world, woke up one day in an America where the president had opened the southern border... Do you know what he would have said? This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Straight up. The guy would have driven inflation to a 40-year high? This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. I mean, really think about that. Never mind that Joe Biden ran for president when you talk about loathsome traits and divisive, toxic rhetoric.
Joe Biden ran for president by saying it was a battle for the soul of our nation because Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. That was a lie when Biden said it. Biden said voter ID was worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. So you understand when Bob Costas says Trump is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern political history. Oh, shut up, woman. Joe Biden is disgusting. And I listen, I don't take any joy in saying that because he's the president and as he goes, we go. But there's a reason 76 percent of Americans think the country's headed in the wrong direction. There's a reason 86 percent of Americans think he's co- not cognitively fit to be president. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But a border doesn't affect Bob Costas. Soaring prices don't affect Bob Costas. Hopefully crime doesn't affect Bob Costas. Okay, the fact that we're going to give $95 billion in foreign aid while without doing anything about a border, that doesn't affect Bob Costas. So I could get where substantively he doesn't see where a Trump presidency was better for the average American than, than, than a Biden presidency. But when you talk about you have to be in a loathsome, toxic cult to support Donald Trump. Okay, that means you have to be in a loathsome, toxic cult to support the guy who gave black Americans $75 billion worth of opportunity zones. You have to be in a loathsome, toxic cult to support the guy who gave historically black colleges and universities their highest recurring funding endowment ever. You have to be in a loathsome, toxic cult to support the guy Okay, who wrote the First Step Prison Reform Act, which has now fleed over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders who were sentenced under the 1994 Biden crime bill. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? I'm not telling you Bob Costas's words aren't sincere. I'm just telling you this is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. He's an idiot. Okay, he's an idiot. He's a prisoner of the moment. Politics does this to people. Social media does this to people. Okay, one of the reasons I want to run Chill the F Out FM, okay, one of the reasons my Saturday night show is billed as a keg party where I say everybody's welcome, okay, is because if you just become a pure partisan, it draws you to positions that make you a prisoner of the moment. If you just get out of bed wanting to make one side look bad, okay, the omnipotence of the 24-hour news cycle might really mislead you, an otherwise intelligent person, into doing something that is catastrophically stupid. I'll give you a good example. Okay, leave Costas alone for now, okay? Let's give him some him time. We'll go on a roller coaster. He'll wait on a bench and hold the stuffed animals. Okay, think of a guy like Neil Young. Neil Young wanted Joe Rogan canceled from Spotify because he didn't like Joe Rogan's take on the vaccine. Lo and behold, for whatever you think of Joe Rogan, okay, his take on the vaccine was accurate. It did not block transmission. Okay, people were fired from their job for for, for not taking the vaccine because we were told, hey, ho, hey, you might be young and healthy and COVID might not be a threat to you, but you got to get the vaccine anyway. Because you could get it and spread it to someone more vulnerable. Getting the vaccine will stop. That is a fact check false. Okay, hundreds of thousands of people got who were vaccinated got and spread COVID. Sadly, tens of thousands of them died. So number one, it's not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. But number two, in the moment when everybody was coming down on Joe Rogan in mass media and going, he's got blood on his hands. 
How dare this podcaster who smokes a yard of pot an episode just say stuff? You can't just say stuff. What do you think this is, America? We have freedom of speech. And Neil Young, who literally sang Keep on Rocket in the Free World, now decided Joe Rogan's speech shouldn't be free. That was absolutely dreadful. And threatened to take his music off Spotify, which he did, because in that moment, the omnipotence of the 24-hour news cycle led a guy, Neil Young, who I'm sure might otherwise be intelligent, to take the wrong position. Bob Costas, who wants to be a man of the people, who is giving me a voice, okay, to call into his voicemail in the 90s and critique broadcasts, I do very much know he wants to fashion himself as a man of the people, okay? But if he wanted to do it successfully, not just as a brand, but as an actual trait, he might want to pay attention to what the people are going through. Because what the people are going through under Biden is a hell of a whole lot worse than anything they ever went through under Trump. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Nirvana. My word, I'll be out in Seattle, April 5th, Federal Way Performing Arts Center. Bringing the Fox News Saturday Night team to that one. Get to meet my TV staff, uh, some of them anyway. We're going to be doing a little filming while we're out there. Uh, But right now we're on the radio where Gary's checking in from Clearwater Beach. Yo, Gary. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, Clearwater Beach sounds great right right now. Oh, yeah, it is uh, 78 and sunny. It's going to be the same thing for the next week. Uh, Good for you. You know, it's a rough environment, but somebody's got to live there. Hey, screw you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me your Nikki Haley theory. She might be on the show tomorrow. We're working on it. Oh, man, you know, she she's like the girlfriend that you broke up with last week, and she just keeps showing up at your house. You know, you break up with her, you come home that night, and she's in there cooking you dinner, and she's, hi, honey, how are you? Wait, didn't I just break up with you last night? Oh, yeah, you didn't mean that. I know that. Well, here's dinner for you. I'll be in the other room watching TV. <laughs> you know, that's that's. And then you said, but I broke up with you. You said, get used to it. I'm not leaving. Get Whoa! used to it. Is she stalking the presidency? Does the presidency need an order uh, of protection? She, she is, and even after election day, she's going to be there. I'm still running. <laughs> we were talking about that on my show Saturday night because I was saying she's like Milton from Office Space. There's a guy in the movie who gets fired but keeps showing up to work. I think that is her. She's <laughs> she's going to be having a campaign rally at the inauguration. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, Gary. Well, she's like, you know, she's like Kramer uh, on Seinfeld. You know, uh, he went to that office job. He wasn't getting paid for it, and they had to fire him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, one way or the other, this is, this is her right now. And truthfully, it's getting a little scary. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. All right, I might have an intervention with her tomorrow on the show. We'll see. Great call, Gary. I hope it rains. That being said, have fun. I'll see you soon. Uh, the great Gary. We'll get to more of your calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons, the whole thing. Big hour coming up. Sean Duffy, cable news super hunk, 
co-host of The Bottom Line, joining us in studio when we come back. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon back in action for a big hour that's going to include Sean Duffy, a cable news super hunk, one half of a TV power couple. He's, of course, married to Rachel Campos Duffy, a multimedia superstar in her own right, weekend host of Fox and Friends who has been working overtime down at the southern border to expose this migrant crisis and the unfair burden it is imposing on the United States taxpayer. We're going to get into that in this hour and have a little bit of a family discussion. And I will tell you why this is a thing. This Saturday night on my TV show, I will be bringing on my family. Uh, Jenny will be coming on uh, to just you know participate in some regular ridiculousness. But one of the segments we're going to pursue on the air is a new Fox Business report that came out today and talks about the cost of living as a family under Joe Biden. Okay, specifically how border policies and how economic policies have influenced, uh, not for the better, your ability to get by in your everyday life. Biden is such a disaster. Okay, and if you don't believe me, you will after I read you these numbers. Very sobering stuff. 888-788-9910. It'll be a loose hour. We'll take the issues seriously. We won't take ourselves seriously at all because who the hell wants to do that? whole point of being alive is to have fun. Uh, so you can do anything you want. I say it every hour. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. And don't talk about food because I'm starving because I have to host my own TV show now. And, you know, when they watched me guest host the show, they're like, all right, he's good. There's only one small problem. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. At which point they gave me the show and fitted me with a shock collar. And now every time someone mentions brownies, a oh, it's rough. So talk about anything you want. Republican issues, Democratic issues, pop culture, sports, anything you want. Okay. You're coming from a jiggle joint. You were just there on the lunch shift. Hubba, hubba. We'd want to hear all about it. How much did you make in singles? You're going to need every one of them uh, when you get done listening to this new report. So here is a Fox Business report out today. Okay, and I prioritize stuff like this because I know what it's like to be the person who's getting absolutely crushed by the cost of living. Just annihilated. You've heard me say this before. We all know what it's like to not have money in the bank. I've had portions of my life where I didn't have a bank, okay? Not pretty, you guys, okay? And when you find yourself on the lower end of that scale, you realize how consequential the numbers I'm about to read you are. On average, the average American is paying an additional $600 more each month. The average American, $605 more each month compared with the same time two years ago. Biden sucks. So 605 a month means you're spending, think about this, okay, about $7,200 more a year because of who the president is. $7,200 more a year for the average person. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. Comparative to three years ago when inflation quick, first kicked in, the number is $1,019. So to be clear, when Trump left office, you were paying $1,019 less 
per month than you are under the current administration. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Game, set, match. I don't doubt they're going to try to convict Trump. I don't doubt they're going to yell and scream his rhetoric, the things he says. Did you hear him at the sneaker conference the other day? All that stuff is not ideal. Okay, Trump's rhetoric is far from perfect. Okay, but if the old adage in politics is it's the economy stupid, the average individual person's economy is $1,019 a month worse under this guy than under the last guy. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. That's why when you hear them talking about the economy, you know, the Democrats like, ah, this economy's good. You look at the growth of the garbage. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Dude, you can tell me people's wages have risen. Great. I'm excited about that. But they're not raising at they're not rising at the same rate as the core price index, meaning the things you spend that money on. If your rent's higher, if your mortgage rate's higher because of the interest rate. If the eggs are higher, the bread's higher, the meat's higher, the gas is higher, guess what? That raise you got, you didn't get one. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. You're still running a net negative. So you can say, oh, well, it wouldn't have been, you know, would have been worse. Okay, but the reality is their policies caused this problem. Okay, so a lot of people, okay, are taking a beating at the hands of this administration. And when it comes to what you vote for, it's a lot of issues they want to use as the determining factor for why you should vote for a political party. You know, well, we don't like the way Trump's tweeting. It's not good. He's saying bad things. You know, the metrics they want you to prioritize are not the metrics that affect your quality of life. I've said this earlier on the show. When Joe Biden ran for president by saying this was a battle for the soul of our nation. It's a battle for the soul of our nation. By the way, as a guy who's vowing to unite the country, saying that one side represents eternal damnation of the soul is not the unifying gesture you think it is. That's true. That is true. (laughs) I'm going to unify the country because if I don't, we're all going to hell because of those people. I got to be honest, not unity. It's not unity. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So never mind that Biden doesn't even know what election is in. Here he is on with Seth Meyers the other night, clip nine. What do you, would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. Have you ever had a check? The 2020 agenda? Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> the 2020 agenda? <laughs> but that does explain why he never campaigns. He thinks it's 2020 and there's still a pandemic going on. And he can't go outside the house. You know, look. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> He's going to start wearing a mask because he thinks it's 2020. But if you take this doddering old fool who doesn't know what year it is, and you combine that with... The reality that the average American is spending $1,019 more a month. Yo, that's $12,000 a year more. $12,000 a year more under this president. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. You should be. But do you know how hard it is? Think of the single mom. Think of the people struggling to get by. And what an anvil that is. Okay, I'm I'm telling you now. When I was driving a cab... 
84 hours a week in the big weeks. Uh, you drove 72 in the short week. Okay. I really want you to think about this. Okay. When Lincoln was first born, I was off from work for about three days. Jenny had a C-section. Um, and then I went back to work. I mean, and Jenny was basically handling the kid and breastfeeding and all the other stuff. And I was driving 12 hours a day and I'd check in on her and go do stand-up at night because that was my life. But you understand, in the beginning stages, because we were moving and we needed money, you're literally driving seven days a week. You're driving 84 hours a week. And at that 84 hours a week, we would have been so lucky, so lucky if I brought home like 600 bucks. So lucky. So understand, in a $2,400 a month, you know, you know uh, you're pulling in $2,400 a month, okay, you take a thousand and nineteen of those dollars away from that, you know. That can't be good. It's a disaster. Like you might have been homeless. I mean, we had family we could stay with. It's not like we would have been living on the street. But the reality is, not everybody has that option. Some people are out there on their own. They don't have family privilege, and that's the only true privilege that exists. People talk about white privilege or systemic privilege. Shut up! Will you shut up? It's not true. There's plenty of poor white people. In fact, more white people live in poverty than any other race in the world. Okay, family privilege matters. If you grew up around a hardworking family that modeled excellence and decency and compassion, you came out ahead in life Oh, because you're a better person. Family privilege matters, and it exists in every race, every single race. If you come from a good family... Uh, you do have a leg up in this world, okay? If you come from a broken, screwed-up family, in a lot of instances, it's saddled you with additional adversity to overcome. That's why so many people hated the welfare state, because it blew up the nuclear family. It incentivized people having children and not staying together, which in the long run is a detriment to the development of the child. Now, I understand fate is going to force that scenario on people through no fault of their own, and that's a hardship we've all got to work to support and help them overcome, but the idea that the government legitimately incentivized people not maintaining a nuclear family. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Family matters. If you have a good family, you're winning. You have a leg up. Family privilege really does matter. Okay. But understand when you start to talk about the fact that people who are making the kind of money I was making as a cab driver are now being asked to spend $1,019 more a month. They don't actually have it. So drastic cuts have to be made. We're going to be talking about survival food on my Saturday night show because we ate a lot of survival food when I was a cab driver. I drove 12 hours a day. I had two bananas because you could get three for a dollar, and I had two granola bars, a 12-hour shift. And the way it would work is you'd go to the banana guy on Monday. You'd buy your – you'd give me a dollar, and you get your three bananas. One of them would be a holdover till Tuesday. This is how you made your way through the week. And you had a box of granola bars. And every three hours in a 12-hour shift, oh, you start at 5 a.m. At 8 a.m., you get a banana. Good boy. Okay, at 11 a.m., halfway mark of the shift, you've been in the car six hours, you get a granola bar. Good boy. 2 p.m., you're at the nine-hour mark, you've been a good boy, here's a banana fatso. And at 5 o'clock on the way back to the garage, you declare victory, bowler that you are, and eat a granola bar. (laughs) And hot swap the cab. If you've ever seen a shift change in a taxi garage, it's like the lifeboat scene in Titanic. Where, you know, people are just, you know, women and children first, you know, people are diving out of the way, getting thrown out of the way, cars ripping in and out of garages, really frantic and it's nuts. And you get out and you like, what the hell did I just do? You have no idea. You've talked to about 75 people. It's all blended into the sponge of a brain that you have left. And if you're lucky, you're walking out of there with about 80 bucks. Okay, we're not talking about a lot of money, man. 
Okay, so the idea that I could be living in that world and still take the beating of an extra thousand dollars a month is incomprehensible. But that's what Biden's doing to the working class right now. Guys, that's really bad. That's Trump could literally get on TV tonight and call my mother any name he wants. I'm probably going to vote for him bad. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is, because that other economy was a good economy. OK, like it's just reality. OK, we're not choosing a pastor. We're just we're not we're not in that moment right now. We're in a really bad world on fire scenario We're we're on the brink of World War Three in the Middle East. Okay, the border's completely overrun. Yeah, you live in America. You got freedom. You can go do all the great stuff. But you're watching the quality of life deteriorate in rapid-fire fashion because of all of these policies. And I try to keep the focus on that stuff. Listen, if, you know, I host a radio show and a TV show, I'm probably doing better than I was as a cab driver financially. But if you've ever lived through that, okay, you'll never lose touch with it, ever. That's just reality. Do you know those like old people who live through the Great Depression that die with like $12 million in the bank because they'll just never spend their money because they live through, they know what it's like to go through? Okay, that's, a, that's like a trauma. That's a thing. Okay, I, you know, certainly don't live a very opulent lifestyle. Every dollar I spend is on food and cigars. Uh, the rest of it I waste. Okay, but the point is, you know, having lived through that, when I hear numbers like the stuff we're hearing out of Washington, and the indifference that they have to the people going through it. Oh, the economy's great. If you're having problems, MAGA. Yo, MAGA didn't print and spend $6 trillion. MAGA didn't cause a 40-year high in inflation and then tell us the way to bring it down was to spend all our money on the climate. I mean... That is financial lunacy. But that's what they did. They passed an Inflation Reduction Act, and then the minute they got it through, they were like, oh, by the way, this wasn't inflation. This was a climate change bill. What? A fraud. And they had a concert on the front lawn. Do you remember this? With James Taylor on the front lawn of the White House celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. And, dude, did inflation come down in that moment? Not even close. The stock market came down a thousand points that day. Thankfully, it's back up. Okay, but the reality is unless you are loaded, loaded, this is the worst presidency you've ever lived under. Loaded. Rich people love the stock market soaring. Crypto booming. Let's go. Okay, but if you ain't loaded, okay, you want to get loaded when you get done with your work day because everything is so staggeringly stupid right now. Okay, and I don't mean get loaded in the make money sense. I mean hit the bar, buttercup. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But it's forcing a lot of people <laughs> to go through life that way, if only because they can't get by if they're paying attention to reality. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man, I'm sitting here doing the show. I got a text from my dad. Smoking Joe Fela. I don't know if he's listening at the moment or it's just on his mind, but people are worked up. They're very worked up about this Nikki Haley. Get her out. Get her out of here. My dad just texted me. You don't hear a lot about this on the show. Said he would. Nikki Haley's going to be the next Ross Perot as the lead rhino, never Trumper. She'll run and take away votes from Trump and give Crooked Joe a second term. Ask her when you see her. Guys, if you have questions for Nikki Haley, 
We may have her on tomorrow or, or in the very near future. They were asking to come on, and we like having her on. I want to know what's in her head. But now you got my dad worked up. He pulled over the Harley just to tweet into the show, and I think Barry's on my dad's side. Barry! Hey, Jimmy. I think I think she's just she, – it's for personal gain. She's She's not stupid. She knows she's ruining her political career. Mm-hmm. She's just doing this to either get on a corporate board or a TV gig. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's uh, there's nothing else. I, again, she's not stupid, and she knows she's ruining her political career. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I don't think she does. I think what's going on is in this moment still. I think she thought there were going to be some some more developments than there were. I don't think it's about the board. I don't know. And I don't think it's third party either. But there's got to be something. Okay. Yeah. There's got to be something. So I'm I'm not ruling out what you're saying. She's never going to admit to that on the air. That, hey, I'm just trying to get on board. But she's doing she, she's something. Already, yeah. She's already a woman of color, but she's got the Trump thing hanging over her head. Well, can so I can I just give you one thing, though? And this is the you, – you talk about you know the evidence being under everybody's nose. She might just be the VP. And the fact that she's fighting so hard and it ultimately is nope. his way of going, nope. you know, she fought so hard. Look nope. at her. We need somebody tough. Nope. She's a woman. You say no. No. Why you say? Happen. I, why you say? Why do I say? Because uh, she. He appointed her to the U.N. Yeah. The U.N. What is what is the what is the U.N. What is the. I mean, it was a legit gig back then. It was a it was a legit gig back then. I'm saying. Yes. What Republican president cares about the U.N.? Not any good ones. The U.N.'s a joke now. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, what if that's the end game? Some people are like she's trying to hurt Trump. But another point I would make is every day that she eats up some of the news cycle, just five minutes a day is five minutes. They're not talking about Trump's court cases. So I don't know. I, I may, listen, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I, I don't know that she does, but we're certainly going to try and get you one, Barry. But uh, listen, you're on board with my dad. My dad just texted in. You got him worked up out there in L.A., Barry. Calm things down. I'm going to break. Sean Duffy's coming by. We'll restore order when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Now, I got to be honest with you, folks. Most people who watch the viral video coverage of Rachel Campos Duffy down at our southern border were like, wow, that's crazy. But I watched Rachel Campos Duffy down at the southern border and said to myself, party at Sean's house. Mama's out of town. Joining us now with a toga from the keg, uh, Sean Duffy is here, my man. And a red solo cup, Jimmy. I'm ready to go, brother. (laughs) Mama's away, and you know how we play. You know, especially with six kids. You know, know, (laughs) you know what? You know what's so funny? I try to explain this to like my young single friends. On that rare occasion, you actually do get to the house to yourself. I don't do anything. It's just just good to be still. You know. You know, I I love it. It's actually it's nice, and it's it's actually quiet. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of peace, but the, you know, Jimmy, that lasts for like a day or two, and then and then they then they come back, and you know, you're like, I'm I'm happy to have you back. Welcome yeah, home. it's true. It's too quiet, too still. Yeah, it is. I need someone. To, I need someone to tell me what to do. I can't survive <laughs> without direction. <laughs> You've just gotten used to having that GPS. No, I get it. It oh. makes it makes sense. 
Uh, well, it's nice to have you back on the show, Sean Duffy. I'm going to hit the ground running because there's just a lot going on right now. Uh, McConnell's leaving. Uh, are you going to be okay with McConnell leaving the Senate? Uh, I, I read that today, and I didn't shed a tear, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know, listen. He has been out of step with the Republican Party for way too long, yep. and he, you know, it seems like he's more in line with Chuck Schumer. The, the the Democrat leader in the Senate, and then he is with Republicans. If you just recall, you know, a little over a year ago, right before Kevin McCarthy was going to take over as Speaker of the House as Republicans won the House back, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer cut a deal with Nancy Pelosi to fund the government for a year at really high levels, yep. taking that baton away from from the the newly about to be newly minted mm-hmm. House of Representatives. So he has been, I think, a thorn in our side, and it'll be good. I think to see him go and get new leadership in the Senate. Yeah, I agree. That was like five House speakers ago, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. Right. <laughs> it was like season do you, two. Do you, remember, do you remember Kevin McCarthy? He, was, he used yeah. to be the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a lot went on. There was a lot of turnover at that position. But what's fascinating about it is I don't think that the priority in Washington, I just think, is so out of whack with the priority on the ground. Meaning if you were to ask the average American, first of all, right now, the border is the number one issue. But if you look at the increased course of goods, what I was talking about off the top, Fox Business, uh, where you host the bottom line tonight at 6 p.m. Hey, girl, Uh, there's a there's a Fox Business report that the average person, the average family is spending a thousand dollars more a month on goods than they were three years ago. Like that's devastating to an average person. If you're taking a thousand dollars a month off their income. Jimmy. And so some people have made a little more money. Yep. Uh, they've gotten raises. The problem, though, is that they, they don't have they, the, 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 the raises haven't kept up with the prices. Mm-hmm. So they're still poorer today than they were. Um, they were three years ago when Joe Biden took office. And so that, so, I mean, as people are paying more and trying to shift their budgets around to put gas in the car and food in the table and pay rent or mortgage, they're still saying, you know what, the number one issue for me is the border because it is a fundamental sign of who we are as a country. If you let, and they'll say it's 7.5 million, I think it's closer to 14 million people come mm-hmm. into the country. There's, there's virtually no vetting. You have some high school kids that are down there vetting people, which is no vetting at all. They're just letting everybody in. We're seeing gang activity um, happen with these migrants throughout the country. And this is not who we are, which is why you mentioned Rachel's video. Which she was down at the border, and she yep. was going into one of these uh, non-governmental organizations that are housing migrants before they get shipped out. And this administration isn't celebrating their open border and how many people are coming in and going, let's bring the news cameras in here and show all the great work we're doing. Yep. No, they're actually trying to hide it, Jimmy. Yep. They're trying to hide it because they know America hates what they're doing with their open border policy. Yep. And, um, and Which is why most Americans are like, you know what, I'm, I'm making my budget right now. But if we don't get this border right, we don't have a country. We don't. All these people are flooding into our communities and our schools, and they're speaking, you know, ten different languages in fourth grade, and we can't house them all and, and educate them all. It's creating problems throughout the country, which is why people say, "Hey, we got to fix this first. Then let's get this economy under control." Yeah, imagine that. We're talking to cable news super hunk Sean Duffy, host of The Bottom Line, six p.m. weeknights on the Fox Business Network, and these are just fundamental things. You know, secure your border, get costs under control. I mean, when you're running in a general election, you want to be the party that has the lead on those two issues because there are two no more primal issues than safety and the economy. So 
Are you not then surprised? Right. Yeah. Well, then are you not surprised by these polls? You know, polls have historically undersampled Trump voters. But if Trump is leading in swing states by six points and eight points and things like that, do you think it's actually higher? You know, I, I think I, if it is six, seven points, I think that's um, that's a huge deal. Um, it could be higher. I don't I don't know. Sometimes you get some good pollsters out there, too, who say, yeah. you know, no, it's still six, seven points in swing states. Um, and, and again, if you get to a six, seven point lead in one of those swing states, you're beyond the threshold of cheating. Yes. Right. You're going to you're going to get a good result. Even with mail-in ballots, it's mm-hmm. hard to you know cheat at that six or seven percent level. But Jimmy, so my father is a big Democrat, mm-hmm. love him to death. He's just misguided in politics, <laughs> and he's talking over the weekend and going, "What is happening on this border? And why why don't Republicans do something about it?" And I'm like, he watches MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. And I'm like, my mind is exploding <laughs> because even even Democrats think it's a problem, and they don't understand it's Joe Biden's fault who changed all of the, he. he he yep. signed over 90 executive orders to unwind what Donald Trump had at the border yep. and implement this new open border policy. And because these liberal networks won't report it, a lot of people are confused about whose yep. fault it really is. But mm-hmm. if you look at the polling, I mean, a lot of them are going, you know what, uh, no matter whoever's in office, it's their fault because yep. they're not fixing it. A thousand percent, Sean Duffy. I mean, that's the big issue is that they're trying to make it sound like we had a good border. You know, when Biden got into office and this problem is somehow, you know, the it was under control. The The executive action he took is the executive action he could probably retake, meaning they could secure this border without the legislation by just throwing remain in Mexico back into effect. No. Absolutely. So he has the power to, to as the president, the executive in our immigration law has the power to say, hey, we have a crisis at the border. I'm going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Donald Trump did that. He was sued. And he lost on that one. But it, they, they've given a roadmap now on how you could actually do it and pass the muster of the court and secure your border just by the president um, signing an, an executive, uh, executive order to that effect. Mm-hmm. They, he refuses to. Remember, Donald Trump got a secure border because um, was remained in Mexico. He got the, the Mexicans to agree to it because he said, if you don't actually keep these migrants in Mexico. And by the way, if you don't secure your southern border, Mexico, which, by the way, they, they put their military on the southern border to stop the flow of migrants through their country. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump said, if you don't do those things, I'm going to put tariffs 30 percent on every car that comes from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they lost their mind. Yep. You got to use the leverage that you have to get people to play ball. So you get the right policy And Mexico has a, has a very liberal president. But he did it because he believed that Donald Trump would put tariffs on their cars. Yep. And there you go. You get a secure border and Mexico cooperates. Joe Biden is too weak, I think, too stupid. And frankly, um, he, he can't take control of his administration. So the question always becomes, who is making the decisions? Who's running this show? Yeah. Is it Joe? No. Is it Barack Obama? Is it Jill Biden? Dr. Jill is running <laughs> this thing. And at that big, so if you don't know who's running it, you got you to take him out and put someone in who's actually going to take charge, and you know who's making the decision. It'll I, be Donald Trump if he's elected. Yeah, no, Dev, that's definitely the case. I, I think I think at this point it might be Commander the dog. Do you think the dog's in charge? Well, I don't. I think Commander got shipped out. He might have been in charge before they— He was they biting a lot of people. That, that's the behavior of a guy who runs the place. You know what I'm saying? They're both angry. Commander and Joe are angry, and, and Joe's barking at people, and Commander's biting people. The very—you you, you bite the Secret Service, 
yeah. the guys who are there to protect you and the dog's biting them. You're like, how stupid is that? Get the dog out of there or train them. Yeah, I want these guys as close to me as possible and not afraid of the dog from biting them because if someone attacks me as the president, I want these guys as close as I can get them. Think about that. Like we were told the adults are back in the room. The adults don't even have the pet situation under control. Like, it's madness. It's madness. Put a shot collar on him, Jimmy. <laughs> get the remote shot collar, Joe, and you start to, you know, lunge on a Secret Service guy, you shock him. <laughs> or, you know, Jimmy, I don't know if you have, I have, I have a little dog, but I have a 12-pounder. Yeah. But that thing, he, he knows who the alpha male is. Oh, yeah. No, and it, deep, I'm like, hey, you stop it. I, I, I get a deep, loud voice, and Daddy's in charge. Sean Duffy, you can see him on the new season of The Dog Whisperer, weeknights at 8. Uh, he's also on Fox Business. You should probably watch that first, 6 p.m. on the weeknights. Uh, it's just nice to have you on the show. It's so good for morale. The world's on fire, but if I'm going to roast a marshmallow, you're certainly the guy to do it with, Snookums. You know, Jimmy, the day is always brighter. The sun shines a little hotter, and <laughs> unicorns and rainbows show up when you are on the air. And I love it, whether it's all, you know, Monday through Friday on on uh, radio or on Saturday night, uh, making us laugh. It's we like, love that, Jimmy. You you make America a better place to live in. <laughs> it's like a starburst. Remember those commercials where a guy bites into a starburst and, like, a wave comes and people are surfing and there's a marching band? The guys That's are, you, Jimmy. Uh-huh. That's you. That that's, should be the commercials you should run. That should be you in Times yeah, Square for that, your show. That's Starbucks. The, like, so Jimmy is a Starbucks guy the, taking a bite. The starburst. Yeah, and we do, need a, we do need a wave to wash through Times Square and clean it up a little bit, so I'm going to pitch that. <laughs> Uh, great stuff, it. Sean Duffy. I'll see you at the Death Star. Be well. Be well. My man, the great Sean Duffy. Nobody I like talking to more. Pound for pound, no, I mean nothing gets me behind schedule in a work day because I have too much to do. Do you know today before I came on the air and radio, I pre-taped interviews for my TV show and I did 12 radio interviews this morning. Right, Random affiliates that, you know, air this show during the day affiliates in markets where I'm going to be appearing to do stand-up, promotional appearances. Did 12 radio hits this morning before I got, got on uh, the train. You write on the train, put the show together on the train. Then I got in and taped an interview for my Saturday night TV show. Then I got on the air with a minute to spare. My mornings are very busy. There's nothing that gets me behind schedule, period, in my workday. Not my wife, not my dog, not my kid, but Sean Duffy gets me. Like if I see Sean Duffy, he was on the phone for that interview. If I see him in the hallway and I'm running late here at Fox. This could be a problem. Because I, I genuinely love talking to the guy. Uh, because he is, as a guy who served in Congress, and a guy who now hosts his own Fox Business Network show, and a guy who has nine kids. What the hell did you just say? Nine kids, Sean Duffy. He could be on Hoarders. But you understand, as a guy who's lived life through that unique lens, regular guy raising nine kids, congressman, TV host, there's such a range of knowledge in terms of how the things going on in Washington affect everyday people. And I'm so fascinated by understanding process that Duffy is the one guy that gets me. Like if I run into Brian Brenberg, there's like three or four, you know, really dirty baseball references and I'm on my way. And if I run into Kennedy, which I generally don't because I have an order of protection against her at this point because she mixes too many cocktails in her office, I kid. But it's Sean Duffy is the guy that actually gets me. Like when I'm running late, I'll talk to him for 20 minutes. It's the worst thing, but it's always worth whatever makeup work I've got to do. It's the highest praise I can give somebody is if I'm willing to run late for the pure social indulgence of knowing them. And Sean Duffy does have that honor. Uh, Other thing I will add, other caveat, 
because I'm just carrying on now about my day, is the point he made about how Democrats are starting to pay attention to the border. But the average person is so new to this issue that they generally think that the Republicans are the problem. That is a fact check false. Why do they think that's the case? It's because they did not cover the border for the last three years on liberal news networks. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Straight up. Okay, the border numbers this year are an all-time high. Do you know what they were last year? An all-time high. Do you know what they were the year before that? An all-time high. Okay, so we've broken that record every single year. So you say, why, Jimmy? Why weren't they covering it? They weren't covering it because it was an issue for the Democratic Party. They didn't want to shed any light on it. So you go, why the hell are they covering it now? Because it's an issue for the Democratic Party. And they do want to shed some light on it by blaming Republicans. The media is a bunch of losers. Totally. Sean Duffy's dad, a liberal, thinks Republicans are the par- are the problem because Biden's out there saying, hey, I want to do something about this border, but the Republicans, you know, they just won't work with me. You are so full of sh-. Joe Biden can fix the border process immediately by signing the same executive orders to reinstate the policies that he did to undo them. Tell him like it is. But he won't do that because he wants a legislative win. He wants to say, hey, I did something about this. So the issue goes away on the campaign trail, even though the problem subsists. And that's why he is a disgusting human being when it comes to his indifference to the suffering he's causing. They don't have legislation on the table that solves the humanitarian crisis at the border. It solves the political crisis. Okay, it doesn't complete the wall and it does not stop illegal migrants from entering the country. It caps them at 5000 a day. Okay, that's still a million and a half legal immigrants a year. Okay, that's not securing the southern border. By any stretch of the imagination, that's legalizing the invasion that they're currently refusing to enforce the rules on. That's all it is. So you understand people on the left who are waking up to this going, gosh, I can't believe the border. Okay, they can't believe the border because their media sources weren't telling them about it because the New York Times and the Washington Post is too busy protecting Biden to protect the country. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy. Will not become your TV buddy tonight. Nowhere near it. Uh, We're getting ready to go on the road, girlfriend. Uh, I will be back on your radio tomorrow uh, and scheduled to be on your TV on the Sean Hannity show tomorrow night. Uh, But as it pertains to this weekend, uh, we can confirm we have reached an agreement with her agent, Jenny Fela, appearing on Fox News Saturday night. Going to be a hot one uh, in honor of Women's History Month. We're going to be playing a game uh, called White House or Penthouse, where I'm cru- <laughs> I'm quizzing the panel, and they're going to tell me if the woman was a former first lady of the United States or a penthouse pet, because that's the kind of highbrow TV show I'm doing. It's escapism. It's Saturday night at 10 o'clock. People fight enough during the week. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is we all need to calm down. That's why our show's winning in the ratings. 
because it's just a good hang. Everybody's welcome. If you're a liberal, you better watch Fox News Saturday night. I book a lot of liberals on the show. You can always tell because the rage people on Twitter will chime in like, as soon as I saw a liberal, I shut it off. Like, I can't imagine having a more narrow worldview. Okay, liberals are not your enemy. They're your teammates. Even if you disagree with them on policy, if the country gets attacked tomorrow, we don't go, all right, we'll fight back with everybody but you people. Okay, you need all the help you can get. When the whistle blows, anything goes, including coexistence. So chill out. You could be mad about politics all week, but I need you to take the edge off at 10 p.m. on Saturday night. And Jenny Fallon will be helping us do so. Drea DiMatteo from The Sopranos is also going to be there. And the best panel money can buy. And I do mean it. It's going to be a banger. Uh, but this show is over. Pay up. Get out. Uh, back here again tomorrow. Until then, be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.